Good afternoon and welcome to SJ at Noon, a new month, Noogsy, but more hockey talk to get to. Hope everyone had a safe and happy Halloween yesterday. Uh, did you get anything done for Halloween? You dress up? Uh, dressed up as a hockey brick. <laughs> no, I, and as a dad. I don't know. I went to some friends. Oh, yeah. Ate, some, ate some unhealthy food. How about you? Very nice. I had a little candy intake, you okay. know, sugar high, sugar crash. There but we're back. We're back and with more hockey talk and a yeah. weekend full, starting with the Flint Flon Bombers, Nugsy. It's your CAA road report from the weekend. And only one game this weekend for the Flint Flon Bombers. But how about Cal Shell? Third shout-out of the year. And how about the goaltending in this league? We'll start with Shell, though. Well, I mean, the first thing we can say about this is that Cal Shell owns the Yorkton Terriers. How about this? 42-save shutout on Friday. 45-save shutout against Yorkton at the Showcase. The Terriers just having Cal Shell in their nightmares. Yeah, and I'm just... I, I, you look around the league, and Crazy. maybe you would know more because you've been here, I think, a couple more years than I have. Mm -hmm. I don't remember a league or a season, I should say, mm -hmm. where you have this many A-plus goaltenders across the league, like legit bona fide A-plus that can win at any time, steal any game, stand on their head, like the Cal Shells, Race Ramsey, Kale DePape, who's an 03, uh, Austin mm -hmm. Elliott, who's an 04, Boston Belois, Joel Favreau. Like, the list is insane this year for goaltenders. Yeah, I mean, like, there's there's been I'm leaving some out for too. a while. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, you know, obviously on, on their day, like, you think about – like a Matt Pizzenti for Kindersley, he's been a lot better lately yeah. too for the Clippers, and um, you know I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'm missing people. We're not missing anybody on purpose, obviously, but you're, you're absolutely right. It's a gold mine. I think the SJ has been a pretty good year, pretty good league for goalies for a couple of years too. I mean, the the SJ uh, social media people just posted a picture of Justin Close, sure, uh, and his generation, Jacob Standen for Notre Dame was just ridiculous too in Declan 17, Hobbs 18. That year, I think, Declan Hobbs for Nippowin and. Uh, obviously, the show the show that he put on there to to make the run for the championship there for the Hawks. So, um, you know, lots and lots of good goalies. Uh, absolutely, you're right. Yeah, and this year I just and the youth of them as well. Yeah. That if they're in the league for the next couple of years, I mean, we're just like yeah. kind of given a gold mine, like you said, of goaltenders. Just want to kind of tee up the show yeah. because joining us after our CA Road Report uh, will be Sask Energy and Kidsport who yeah. is going to talk us and fill us in about the great organization that Kidsport is, helps the sports registration fees across the families all across uh, the province, of course. And then we'll be joined by Elliot Dutille, who's one of uh, your players that you get to watch and leading all rookie goal scorers with 11 goals already. Yeah, and I always forget, Rory, that he's uh, an 03. He's so mature. It's crazy when you talk to him. So um, I, I always forget. So the Flint Flon Bombers yeah. pick up a 2 nothing right. win. Jeremy Trombley scores his eighth goal of the year, 14th point in 17 games. He's going to be a handful in this yeah. league for quite some years, and I'm thinking Div 1 is on this guy's radar. Yeah, and they come at you in waves, eh, the yeah. Flint Flon Bombers. And Xavier LaPointe also scored uh, already committed D1-2. They're a great pickup for uh, Mike Reagan in, in Flint Flon. So, you know, they come at you. They'll win anyway. They'll win low scoring. They'll win high scoring. And when they got Calishell going and, and young Hildebrandt, the 04, straight out of the Prince Albert Raiders behind him in net, you know, this Flint Flon team is absolutely legit. So the Yorkton Terriers lose 2-0 to the Flint Flon Bombers, yeah. but they bounce back on Saturday. A 5-2 win in LaRange, a tough building to win. LaRange, of course, still having trouble keeping the puck out of the net. We'll get to that in a bit. But let's start on the Terriers, who have scored more than three goals a game just two times. So they need to find a way to get the puck in the net, but they got goals from five different players on Saturday. Yeah, and, you know, the Logan Saika, I think, actually is a real sneaky good pickup for the Yorkton mm -hmm. Terriers from the old Grizzlies and the AJ 
I uh, used to play uh, for actually a buddy of mine, Riley Perka, in uh, in Sherwood Park, U18s there. And uh, obviously, there's a great connection between Matt Hare and Sherwood Park. Obviously, Steve Norum, another Yorkton Terrier from there. Ben Tkachuk, not Yorkton, but also from Sherwood Park. So they're producing lots of good players out of Sherwood Park near Edmonton there. And uh, that teamwork ethic uh, in Yorkton is certainly one to watch. They, they do struggle to score goals. And our monitor's down, so I don't know if we did already play the clip of Tanner Sklarouk's goal in yeah. LaRange, but uh, we'll get that for you as well. One thing you have to I mean it's a glaring weakness and yeah. I mean even Matt Hare would address it is the power play needs to improve it's at nine percent yeah and you and I were talking yeah. about it right before the before the show in past they had a chance Petruic, a focal point sure. a Jared Legion sure. a focal point this your, Matt Hare's power plays have always had a very clear focal point is Keyshawn Gervais he's a really good player in this league is he not, is he a focal point like that Rory not not really but you know uh, having a guy like Sklarouk step up obviously Tyson Jansen can kind of do it all for them too so again on a given night this Yorkton Terriers team is not an easy one to beat I don't know where the goals are coming from. I, I really would don't. not. If they go on a hot streak and win 8 to 10 or something like that, yeah. it would not shock me one bit out of, yeah. because of how many close games they've been yeah. in. And interesting, well, so we don't know any details about this, but interesting coming from the Swift Current oh, Broncos sure, yeah. social media, Aiden Bullich, local boy, former Yorkton Terrier, released by the Swift Current Broncos today. So could he come back to Yorkton? Someone send us That'd a message a if they know. solid boost up that front. That would be a great so. boost. He was a great player back hey. in 1819, was it? Yeah, he was a yeah, rookie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that would be huge for them. Yeah, wild. Of course, we want to hear your comments, what you think about your local team, so chime in along uh, whatever, however you're watching us, Facebook Live, of course, and yeah. newsy has got it open. We'll get your comments out there. Let's weave through the weekend, mm -hmm. as we always do. Yorkton defeated LaRange 5-2. We mentioned they're having trouble keeping the puck out of the net. They lost both games, five goals allowed, and both at home. Yeah, well, I mean, goals are going to be scored at the Mel Hagelin. Like, every ch every chance is a real good chance, right, in the mm -hmm. Mel. And, and you know, Xavier Cannon, you know, he's outstanding, but he hasn't been 100%. We know that. That's yeah. not a secret. So, you know, that, that, that LaRange team will score. They'll give up goals, and we've talked about that a lot. 78 goals against is the most in the SJHL through 17 games. It's 4.6 yeah. average goals per game. They have a great offense, but that's too much to outscore your problems. Yeah, too much to outscore your problems. And, you know, I talked about the fact that Kevin Kaminsky wants him to play this running gun, this fun style. Again, you need a great goalie. You need more veteran defensemen back there. And I'm sure Kevin Kaminsky is working the phones constantly. So. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Weave through again. LaRange lost their Friday night to the Kindersley Clippers. So we'll move to the Clippers next. Yeah. And don't sleep on the no. Clip show. They lost four games in a row and looks like they were going to be near that bottom spot in the Agris division. But mm -hmm. after that, rattled off five of the last six back-to-back -back wins this weekend over LaRange and Nipawin, and those buildings aren't easy to win in. Nope. So I think we got two, we got a clips, couple of clips, yeah. two clips from Kindersley, so we'll fire those up for you. One's the goal in LaRange, and then, of course, link later. Oh. How about the move in the shootout? Oh, that is disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, that that should. I think if you're a young child, young child, that you should probably cover your eyes when you look at this because it was just nasty by yeah. by uh, by Logan Linklater, and he's he's so critical, obviously, for what they do. Linklater needs to be a little bit more consistent. I would like to say nice fit, nice shot there. I think it might have been tipped by Mizoki, but um, the bottom line for for Kindersley is health and goaltending. Right? I mean, they struggled a lot this year with health with suspensions keeping their lineup similar day-to-day. -day. That's been key number one, but I have said in the past, this lineup for Kindersley is not a bad lineup if they can stay consistently together. Nippowin Hawks was a team they beat on Saturday, so we'll go to Nippowin next inside the cage. It's a whole different story for the Hawks who started off the season 4-0, and and still they're having trouble on the offensive side of the game. You never expect them to have trouble defensively. They're always going to be strong there and in net, but 
three and nine in the month of October. That's something that is going to have to be kind of corrected. And in mm-hmm. seven out of the 12 games of, in the month of October, they uh, have scored two goals or less. Yeah, before we get into that, Jordan Fry, our good buddy in the uh, chat room, L.A. Larange got to find a way to get both goalies going. Can't run one guy all year. Also, Jordan, are you sure you're not eligible? Because I'm <laughs> sure they would love to have you back in the net in Larange. But to your point about Nippo, and you know, they, there's something not right about them since the showcase. To be honest, like, well, they I, really. I struggle. think it's just goal scoring. Yeah, like, they, well, just they find have a, a hard time scoring. Twelve yeah. games and seven of them they scored two goals or less. Yeah. That's hard, and that's what we you're said. You're gonna have to keep the opposition right? to one goal or none to win those games. So, and that's what we said that they would struggle with. With the offenses around yeah. the league, it's gonna be tough to do. Yeah, can't you know Phil LeBerge can't do it all, mm-hmm. and and Andrew Schaub can't do it all. Christian Albertson can't do it all, and these guys aren't you know your super premium scores. So, no, they're gonna work. They're it's gonna get, work hard. It's gonna come by committee. But it's gonna be committee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go to the Humboldt Broncos now, who had two games over the weekend against the Battleford's North Stars. 5-1 win, and then a 4-3 overtime win against Weyburn. That got to give credit to Weyburn. We'll key in on them in a little bit. But the Humboldt Broncos now in a six-game winning streak. Other than the Estevan Bruins, who I believe are also on a six-game winning streak, those two the hottest teams in the SJHL. Just a couple numbers that I pulled for the Broncos. 7-0 and at home. When they're leading after the first period, they're 6-0. and When they're leading after the second period, they're 11-0. and So if they have a complete game, they've proven to be a hard team to beat. Yeah, I mean, what you, a couple games ago we were talking about Notre Dame, and you're like, let let, let Jamie talk yeah. on your notes. So I was letting you talk, but welcome to the Matthew Perkins show. I oh, mean, uh, you're, I think some of the clips are coming up on your screen or, Both or have come up on your screen, but uh, that, that kid, uh, Rory, how much fun is he been to watch he his growth he came out out of the gate super strong right and then maybe had a little bit of ebbs and flows adjusting to the mm-hmm. league the last five games absolutely insane he's shooting the puck more he's got a heck of a shot but he still has the playmaking abilities uh had a hat trick on friday has six goals in his last four games uh div one schools are going to be yeah. calling and i know they're already looking yeah and and you know i we were joking a little bit with kale de pape uh of the yorkton terriers last week on the show and i asked kale you know would that moose show where is u18 team win the telus if and perkins and mcgrath you were both, both on, that, on yeah. that same team they were fun they were something special to watch there was there have been a lot of good sask teams obviously height and jagger and whatever on the contacts would have been pretty something special to watch all year too but that being said, uh, Perkins, uh, everybody could see the talent then and seeing it now, too. A- absolutely. And right now they're tied with the Flint Flon Bombers with 24 mm-hmm. points, top place in the SJHL. They played one game less. You can't rule out the Estevan Bruins, but if a power rankings came out today, is Humboldt on the top of it? Or is there still competition and conversation with Flint Flon and Estevan? Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I think I think probably the most consistent team all year has been the Humboldt Broncos. So, like, honestly, I, I would have to give it to them and... Uh, you know, as long as Race Ramsey has a has a leg to stand on, he'll be a net for the humble Broncos. And as long as Race Ramsey's a net for the humble Broncos, they've got a great chance to win the hockey game. Yeah. So, you know, I'd give humble Broncos uh, probably that slight edge right now. Twelve wins for the Broncos, twelve wins for Race Ramsey. Yeah, so yeah, that's what he's here for. He's here to play every second that he can. Battleford's North Stars, they lost their game to the Hubble Broncos. We mentioned that, but then went into Melford and defeated the Mustangs three to one. Is this another team that's still looking for their defensive identity? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I actually had in my notes here, like, is I'm going to ask you. I was going to ask well, you okay, a question. Sure. I was going to say, is this, a, is this a tailspin for the Melford Mustangs, or are they just not getting the bounces? You know, 4 of 5, 7-1 win Wednesday, uh, Friday, uh, pardon me, against Weybird on Friday, 3-1 loss against Battlefords. Such a solid team, but they're such a system team. They're not, you know, again, not bristling with all sorts of weaponry up and down this lineup. 
You know, they need the bounces. Which, which is it, a tailspin or just the bounces? I would say I don't think it's a tailspin with the Melford yeah. Mustangs and how well they're coached and how structured they're yeah. going to be. But if they do fall out of that structure against teams like the North Stars, it, it, it can be dangerous, especially when the North Stars team can roll whatever line they want and punish you, right? So if you're not getting your structure yeah. down and holding them against and then capitalizing on your chances, I would say that doesn't gonna spell, that's not going to spell uh, good things for the Melford Mustangs. But I just think that they're too well coached. Yeah. They're too structured. Their goaltending's great that they're going to always be not if they're not near the top, they're not going to fall below fifth. Yeah, and to your another point to your point is that Trevor Blevins, the head coach GM there in Melfort, uh, you know, he's held to a very, very high standard by the Melfort community, and they back him also very well. So that if he does need to go out and make a move, he's one who's you know often looking to tinker and and bring somebody in and and find what he can. And and obviously, my last point about them is. You know, between Joel Favreau and now uh, young James Venny mm-hmm. come in in net. He's looking they're, too. They're so, so solid in net. When you have great, great goaltending like that, you don't get too many long road uh, losing losing streaks. I wouldn't say worry at all in Melford. And the Battleford's North Stars, one thing about them, penalty kill. Sorry, uh, yeah, penalty kill is still a bit of an issue. One thing yeah. that they've always been great at yeah. past two seasons at 75.7%, 10th in the SJHL. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was I was sitting talking to somebody about the North Stars recently, and, and you know, the, the thing that was so amazing about the North Stars when they were amazing when they won the championship and, and then the year that was cut short that they might have when they were the number one seed, yada, yada, in 1920, they just bread and butter you to death right get it in deep play a high tempo you know they're not individuals they were such a team and this year they got so many young talented weapons and they're kind of different than they used to be right they come at you yeah. in offensive waves so i think Braden clamosco and and gary childerhose will keep having their their guys you know trying to buy into that system that that clamosco knows can win in this league and will win in this league um but you know it'll be an interesting interesting battle between the roster that he has and the roster that clamosco wants them to be well and 67 goals for us first in the sjhl yeah. so they can score. outscore yeah. a, a couple of these defensive oh. holes if they give up some goals some games uh because yeah. ninth in the SJHL with goals against, but you're going to get Jake Southgate and Holden Dole coming after you. And then the next line is going to be Rylan McNinch and Steve Kesslering. And then yeah. you got KT Walters and Emmett. Like, it is yeah, a it's, balanced it's forward. Stop, yeah. It's hard to stop. So if Michael Harash, the new goal, former Humboldt Bronco, who came over from Cran, uh, Cranbrook, I believe, yep. uh, if he can shore up a bit with Oliver Roussel, whose numbers are still good, this could this could save a couple things defensively. Yeah, that was I think that was uh, I think that was Clamas Braden Clamasco's number one concern throughout most of this year was goaltending. You know, Cam Beeson had his moments, didn't work out, so he moves on. And you know, he I asked him, do you think point blank last night, do you think Michael Harash is the answer for the battle for the North Stars? And he and he kind of said, you know, I hope so. We'll see. You know, obviously you never know, but uh, you know, so far it's been a great start for uh, Harash. Great start for Harash, and the one thing that just kind of evident that the Battleford's North Stars can outscore their problems, they've only lost twice this year when allowing less than four goals. So it is when they've lost seven times on the year, and 80% yeah. of them have been when they allow more than four goals. And that's hard to outscore that problem. So Yeah, and they're, they're, not, they're not the most veteran team in the league. they got some good youth, too. So, you know, youth will have the ups and downs. And, and I think, again, Klamasco, Childerhose, do such a great job there 
I think Battlefords will be near the top of the league all year. The Belfort Mustangs defeated the Weyburn Red Wings 7-1. to I think we have a clip of one of the guys that they're going to welcome back yeah. into the lineup with open arms after a little bit of an injury trouble was Trenton Curtis. Uh, we'll get that clip, but it's the Weyburn Red Wings that I want to play. Mm-hmm. This is a team that could have sort of just folded over and called it a weekend because they lost 7-1 to against Melford, came into the Humboldt Broncos, and in the second period were held to one shot on goal in the middle frame, and the Broncos got three goals in that period to go up 3-1. to They could have said, all right, pack it in, that's done. But they went into that third period and absolutely dominated the Broncos, which I just love to see. Yeah. Great effort for the Wings. Yeah, and you know what? This team will play hard for Cody Mapes. We've seen that quite a lot. Very, very interesting that, you know, I'm not saying they've moved on from Joe Young, but between Fellner uh, that they brought in the 3 and Daza Mitchell, who they're extremely high on the 4 in net, they have quite a logjam in net between those three, right? Fellner so, played against the Broncos, looked very looked good. good eh? I believe he faced 44 shots yeah. in that game, and it was a 4-3 overtime victory for the Humboldt Broncos. Matthew Perkins that you saw earlier on that clip with yeah. the overtime winner. Uh, let's go to a team that has no problems winning, and that's the Estevan Bruins. Four games this week, a busy schedule, four straight wins, extending their streak to five games it is, not six. Yeah, well, I mean, what I have in my notes is that it was they've been clubbing teams. Yeah. <laughs> the 4-1, 5-2, 6-0, 8-2. Um, you know, Olivier Pouliot, uh, I, th- I think we can announce players of the week stuff. Yeah, he's, uh, I think he's the forward of the week and Mark Rumsey, the MVP, uh, Pouliot has 14 points over an 11 game point streak, which is the longest point streak of the year. Mark Rumsey, 12 points in the last four games, Rory, like yeah, that's, that's some crazy domination and, um, you know, we, we said Rory early in the year that there would be stretches where hum- Estevan would do this to to some teams and unfortunately for the Melville Millionaires you know for Kindersley and Battlefords you know it's their turn right now I guess well yeah I mean you mentioned Rumsey you, me- you mentioned Pouliot who's on an 11 game point streak absolutely yeah. insane Key and Calder might be one of the best trades already this season yeah. since coming to the Estevan Bruins he leads all defensemen in points 11 in the last 10 uh, I think he's a stabilizer there has the offensive ability and that's mm-hmm. something that's going to propel them and a big opportunity for the Centennial Cups getting Key and Calder in this is a team that knows how dominant they can be seven shorthanded goals so even yeah. if you're on the power play you can't let them off because they got players that can just race it down and score i do worry however about 50 percent of their schedule up against let's say developing teams in the sjhl in the yorkton weyburn melville division because those are the three they're 10th 11th and 12th in the sjhl right now and estevan's going to play them 50 percent of the times can bad habits (laughs) creep in against teams that aren't at the top of the sjhl standings yeah and it's a great point rory i think I think well, it's one of those things where I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge and say we'll have to see how it sure. works out. Right? They we did could, beat the Flintstone Bombers, but they did lose it, the Humboldt Broncos. So yeah, and, they and, are competitive against those teams as well, of course. Well, you know, and they will be. And you know, we saw at the showcase they were uh, pretty depleted. I think against uh, against the Humboldt Broncos, but it was still a tight game. Um, you know, the thing is, uh, Jason Tatarnik has been in you know years where they've hosted. The RBC or the Centennial Cup a couple times now, so he knows how to manage, you know, month after month. And you can't control the schedule; you can't control who's in your division. So, um, you know, if he manages it well, then he can turn it to a positive and say, maybe we didn't have to kill ourselves every year. Mm. Maybe Boston Bulls doesn't have to play, you know, every night. Maybe Cam Herdlichka can play a bunch of games. Even though I heard actually that Herdlichka came out uh, sort of partway through that. Last uh, game uh, yesterday against Melville because he was bumped into mm-hmm. by Calder of uh, Estevan, but hopefully that's nothing too serious for for Herdlichka. But you know that being said, uh, Tatarnik has been here before. Rory, and so it'll be, well, it'll be interesting to see. Absolutely. There's one thing before we go to break news I want to point out because, of course, we love this league and we want to yeah. support all the teams. It's it's not 
um, a secret that attendance is down mm. a little bit across the league, and it's glaring in a few places, like Estevan, who it averaged over a thousand in 2019-20. Now it's down to 551. Battleford's averaged 846. Now it's down to 571. Right? Mm-hmm. These are teams that didn't play last year, right? And I'm not sure how they can do with low attendance throughout a whole season, especially when hosting the Centennial Cup. So if people made the decision that they don't want to go to games, again, this isn't a political show. I'm, I, I can't change your mind about that. But if there's other ways to support the team, online 50-50s, jersey auctions, and you are a Bruins fan, you're a North Stars fan, do what you can. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, again, want to be very careful. All I'll say is you don't need to be vaccinated to do what you just said. Yes, no, you don't. No, exactly. There you go. So, yes, we want to support the teams all we can this year. Uh, That's our CEA Road Report for the weekend, and we'll be joined with Sask Energy and Kidsport next year on SJ at Noon. Welcome back to SJ at Noon. Rory McGoran here, and very pleased to be joined with Alex Schweitzer of Sask Energy and Tammy Hoffert of Kidsport to talk about the great initiative that both of these players have come together. It is Kidsport, and just right off the bat, uh, why don't you give the people who maybe don't know what it is, Tammy, a little insight about what Kidsport provides across the province, of course. For sure. So Kidsport is a children's charity um, who helps families who are facing financial obstacles um, to put their kids in sports. And what's really cool is we have 41 chapters across the province, all run by volunteers Mm. who are helping to get kids in their community involved in sport. 41 chapters across the province. Of course, the big thing here that you guys have with the SJHL is the Goals for Kids Sport program. So tell us a little bit about that, what it does, what the SJHL teams are trying to do, and then, of course, the money it raises uh, for the families. Yeah, I can talk about that. So the Goals for Kids Sport program is a partnership between Sask Energy, uh, the SJHL, and Kids Sport. We're moving into our eighth season of Goals for Kids Sport, and we're really excited about that. The program is aimed at, uh, as Tammy said, supporting Kids Sport and providing uh, funding to families who uh, may need a little bit of help uh, getting their kids involved in sport. We know the value of sport is immense, and that's what this great partnership focuses on. And it also gives us a chance to work with our uh, Sask Energy Network members as mm. well in the communities, uh, in the different SJHL communities. So um, they're engaged and participating, and we're excited about that. Obviously, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, obviously, last season was kind of taken away, but going yeah. back to two seasons ago, do you guys know um, kind of collectively what was able to be raised in the province uh, throughout Goals for Kids Sport? Yeah, um, in the seven seasons, we've raised 180, more than $180,000 for Kids Sport through the program. So um, pretty yeah. great total that way. Yeah, $20 per goal is donated to Kids Sport, um, three goals for Kids Sport to a maximum of 1,000 goals. So that's $20,000 for Kids Sport, um, which is pretty amazing for these chapters in SJHL communities. And in the regular season, we're engaged in what we call game nights. Mm-hmm. So there's opportunities, as you know, Roy, we participated with you guys in Humboldt where We've done some puck tosses and fun things with the kids and raffle items and just kind of growing and shifting as we're working through the pandemic. Absolutely. It's always great to see as well when you do head to a local team that there's a a local business organization that also matches donations. So it's everyone getting involved because we know the importance of sport and what it provides for kids and all the life experiences and life values that sports can provide. Absolutely. And we just want to make sure that we get that too. So obviously this partnership between Sask Energy and between Kidsport has been going on for quite some time. Just why did you guys feel it was important to get together and, and do this? Yeah. So as you said, Goals for Kidsport, it's been a partnership between SJHL, 
uh, and kids, kids sport for this is our eighth season and Sask Energy just highly values this partnership for a number of different reasons. Number one with kids sport again it's an opportunity for Sask Energy and its network members to um, help provide that financial assistance to families who mm. need it, keep kids involved in sport as you said. Through the SJHL one of the things um, and highlights of the partnership is the volunteer champions. And that's something Sask Energy kind of is unofficially recognized mm -hmm. as the champion of volunteers. So it's a great fit for the partnership where we um, provide awards in the different SJHL communities, uh, showcasing the importance of volunteerism throughout Saskatchewan. For the last couple of years, we focused on billet families. And I as we all know, the SJHL wouldn't exist without, of course some not, of the, no. without those billet families who provide uh, caring homes for those players to come into to make sure that they can participate in those communities. Mm -hmm. And then I guess the other reason is our uh, the work we do through the Sask Energy Network. As you would mentioned, they provide donations throughout uh, the game nights. And just it's a chance for us to create awareness about the Sask Energy Network and the great things they're doing in their community and the uh, natural gas, heating, and services that they provide mm -hmm. as well. 100%. Um, so the money's raised by home goals scored across the SJHL, but of course, if anyone else wants to donate to the cause, they can. Um, how are they able to kind of get a hold of Kidsport or donate $20? I know there's a website, uh, kidsportdonations.ca, and uh, pretty much anyone can help out because it is such a great cause, correct? Yes. Yeah, so this year, people can donate $20 or more, and they're entered in for a chance to win a natural gas barbecue from Sask Energy Network members. Um, that includes installation as well. And they also get a tax receipt because it's a donation. Mm -hmm. So every $20 donated at kidsportdonations.ca um, gets them an entry in the draw, gets you a tax receipt, and you're helping kids at the same time. Yeah, what a great cause it is. I want to thank Alex and Tammy for both joining us here today. It is $20 donation at www.kidsportdonations.ca. As she mentioned, it gets you entered in for the natural gas barbecue and the tax receipt. And again, most importantly, it's helping out kids to get into sport, which is uh, an amazing program. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank thanks you. for having us. There was Alex Schweitzer of Sask Energy and Tammy Hofford of Kidsport. We'll take a break. And when we come back, it's Elliot Dutiel of the Notre Dame Hounds here on SJ at Noon to welcome it's your super u player profile on the notre dame hounds and the leader of all rookie goals elliot dutiel how's it going elliot yes it's going very well thanks for having me on guys thanks for joining us uh just mentioned that 11 goals already in your first season with the hounds you lead all rookies you were leading all sjhl players at one point is there any bit of you that's a little surprise of the start that you uh you had so far this year i think coming in um with my summer, uh, I gave uh, like everything I had in the summer to for this to happen, and I'm pretty happy of it going on, and uh, can't wait to keep it going. Yeah, Elliot, uh, thanks, uh, thanks very much for doing this. Uh, you know, for those that don't know, your dad played uh, goalie for the Yorkton Terriers early uh, in the '90s. Uh, so, how special was it for you to come back to the SJ? To play, you know, your first game there in Yorkton and score a goal right away. How, how special was that? Oh, it was very special. Uh, I think the whole family back home, uh, cousins, everyone were watching. And uh, just uh, put that one in. was uh, It was a special moment for me, for sure. There's no doubt uh, about the turnaround that the Notre Dame Hounds have had. Started the year 0-3, a little bit of an underdog coming in, a very young team, including yourself. What's led to the eight games that you've won now out of the past 10 and the huge turnaround that's turning heads across the SJHL? I think uh, our group is very tight. And uh, even in practices, everyone's giving it all. 
if it's blocking a shot in practice or taking a hit, everyone's doing everything, little, little details, right? So I think it's going very well and uh, can't keep, can't keep uh, um, I hope we get it um, going again. Uh, Elliot, uh, you know, people don't know your story that much, uh, that well. Uh, came from the Quebec Junior AAA loop last year in Beauce. And, um, you know, obviously COVID screwed up a lot of things for a lot of people. So shortened year for you and for a lot of people. Uh, but you come into this league and, you know, Rory kind of asked you, are you a little bit surprised that you were able to do so well so quickly in this league? Uh, is there a sense that maybe your style of play fits this league maybe even more than the league over there? Yeah, I think this league is a little bit more uh, like grinding style, throwing net, and uh, I think my line's helping me a lot with Kevin uh, Anderson and Connor Nolan. Uh, that's definitely helping me. And uh, yeah, the style of play I think is more to, to my style of play, more boxing deep and grinding to get the box on net. So yeah. You mentioned the line, of course, Kevin Anderson and Connor Nolan, along with yourself. You guys have been clicking right from the get-go. What is it that makes you three so successful every time you step onto the ice? I think we got a lot of chemistry. And I think we never played before with each other. And uh, I think it just clicked right at the start and the uh, end of the third period with Humble in the second game. And I think that since then, we just haven't looked back and keep going forward. You know, I mean, Kevin Anderson is still your age, right? But he does have a Division One commitment. What have you been able to kind of soak from him, who's been in the Notre Dame organization for a number of years and now in his, I guess, second year with the junior team, but one was cut short. What have you been able to take from him about the school and about the team and just sort of move that forward? Yeah, I think I talked to him in the summer, and I think that's the guy I'm looking up forward to because I have the same intentions as him trying to get commitment right in the States. And uh, he's really leading me uh, forward and showing me the right things to do. Um, I think even with Nolan and him, we're just trying to get everything like at the best as we can, even in the gym. And uh, I think he's been showing me around. He's shown me around campus and stuff. So it's, it's very well. Yeah, uh, along sort of a, a similar line about coming into Notre Dame and uh, you know, have that getting that education about what it's all about, you know, for coming from the Quebec junior loop where you, I assume you were billeted and, uh, you know, when you played minor hockey there in Quebec to billeted away from your family at a pretty young age, uh, you know, what's that transition like going from a billeted lifestyle, maybe a little bit more, uh, you know, with out, out in the world, I guess, to your own devices and then uh, back to to sort of a dorm situation at Notre Dame. How has that transition been for you yeah, well, uh, from somebody who's experienced junior hockey already? Yeah, well, I've been uh, billeted since I'm uh, 15, 14 about with some great billeting families, uh, I think, back home. And uh, now the dorm life, it's, it's a little bit different, but I think I like it better because every guy's with each other and it's just bringing us tight. Everyone's seeing each other every time and I think everything everyone's doing everything together and that's how a team mentality has to be and uh it's going i like it i like it very much the Notre Dame hounds entered this year as maybe a bit of an underdog a very young team right uh lost the first three games now you've rattled off eight wins out of the last 10 do you guys still have that mentality is that something that fuels you because you are a young team that if you are dismissed now you're just turning heads and and showing a showing all the teams that you can win against anyone on any given night. Yeah, I think uh, we have that little underdog chip under us, and I think uh, teams are taking us 
not likely, but um, just they're, we're trying to get respect from the league, I guess, and uh, we're going out every time. And I think uh, with the eight wins we've got in the last few games, uh, I think uh, we're just trying to keep it going and just showing everyone what we got. And I think we're a very talented team. And uh, I think we can get we can go really far with this team. Yes. Uh, you guys, another maybe an element to that is you guys started the year on the road a lot. Uh, you know, you had that that swing, a battle for the Kindersley right off the right off the hop. You were in Yorkton, then you were at the showcase. Uh, so it was not too much, too many games uh, at home. Uh, how much do you feel like that turnaround also had to do with the chemistry that grew from you guys having a long time away from the Duncan McNeil Arena? Yeah, I think uh, that away stretch uh, helped us in the team building wise, and um, just the nights at the hotel and everything, everyone was together, like in the dorms and we just stick together after every loss. And I think we're just, we're just keeping together after every win or loss and it's good. Yeah, for sure. And then another element and, and obviously uh, I'm on the road a lot with you guys. And so one thing that I noticed about you is you love the rinks in this league, uh, Elliot, talk about how much fun you've had going around the different communities so far. Obviously you haven't seen all of them, but I could tell that, uh, that you just, you're just really enjoying the SJHL so far. Yeah. Well, I'm loving it. I think uh, every rink has a great fan base and uh, it gets rowdy pretty much everywhere. And I love it. I think this league, uh, it's for that and the fans show up every night and uh, I think it's really fun to play up from them and show uh, the talent we got. We're joined by Elliot Dutile here, Notre Dame Hounds forward, first year forward with the Hounds uh, on your Super U player profile. Elliot, I, I got to mention the goaltenders now because uh, Elliot comes in and uh, Osland just to sort of show up, shore up the net. When you see them jump out of the gates the way they have, how much confidence does that give to the rest of the group that your goaltenders are always going to be able to not only steal you a game, but make the saves that are necessary to win games as well? Oh, yeah. You can for sure say they steal us games. Uh, I think uh, those two goalies are probably, if not the best, they're close to the top five best in the league. And I think Oslan, with the, like he's, bring, he's been playing in, this, um, in the junior for a long time and I think he's bringing his uh, leadership to the group and uh, Elliot is just unbelievable in that um, I'm just trying to score on him in practice and it's it's very hard for everyone he's <laughs> unbelievable yep. um, and of course Notre Dame Hounds take pride and you can see when they play in their shot blocking ability how much do the goaltenders like that you guys lay the body on the line and is that something that you guys talk about and preach in practice because it's evident on the ice that every hound gets in a shot lane. Yeah, I think it's a mentality. I think the guys are willing to go uh, block anything for their, for, for a goalie and help them see the puck. And uh, I think uh, everyone's just willing to do anything to, to get the win. So uh, everyone has their part of the team. And I think it's, it's going very well. Yeah, obviously a big part of this team too has been that, uh, that power play and um, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's been something that has been one of the better power plays that the Hounds Junior have had for a number of years now. What makes that uh, that so successful for you guys so far this year? Yeah, um, I think it starts at the top with uh, uh, Sitch and uh, Kroon back at the top on the power play with Kevin. And I think just trying to get pucks to the net, me and Noli like uh, grinding up front. That's where we usually get our goals up front of the net on the power play. And I think we got to keep just putting it on that and uh, good things will happen. Elliot, 
Thanks so much for joining us. Congrats on the start. The Notre Dame Hounds are one of the hottest teams in the league. You're among the gold leaders in the SJHL. Uh, fantastic start. Congratulations on that, and best of luck moving forward. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much. There was Elliot Dutile, your Super U profile. We'll take a break, and when we come back, a uh, little hot, little cold. Sounds All right, Nugsy. We'll be back on SJ at noon. Welcome back to SJ at noon. Rory McGoran, Nugsy with you. Another jam-packed show. Of course, big thanks to Alex from Sask Energy, Tammy from Kidsport, an amazing organization that you can donate to uh, whenever you want. The goals for Kidsport that they're doing with the league, more donations going to help kids get into sports. Elliot Dutile, big thanks to him of the Notre Dame Hounds for joining us this week. And we got one more segment here to wrap it up. So let's do a little who's hot, who's cold, and who's your team right now, the hottest in the SJHL. The hottest team, without a doubt, the Estevan Bruins. 17 points out of the last potential 20. 8-1, 0-1. Over that time, they have a 7.67 win percentage so far this year. Rory, without a doubt, hottest yeah. team in the league right now. Best winning percentage in the league. Yeah. Who's hot? Who's cold? Every week brought to you by yeah. Precise Temperature. Five-game winning streak for the Bruins and the best goal differential as well. Plus 35. Honorable mention, maybe the Humboldt Broncos. A longer winning streak, six games. They are first place in the SJHL, but the Bruins have played fewer games. And you mentioned the last 10 games. They picked up 17 points in the last 10 games. So... How about this weekend, then, oh. when the Humboldt Broncos go down to Affinity Place and it's Broncos and Bruins for two straight nights? Get your tickets, folks. Yeah. It's going to be nice. Estevan, Humboldt, you said it, home and home Saturday, Sunday. Two red-hot teams. That's what we're here for, right? These kind of matchups. Those are the kind of matchups that, yeah, you tune into your hockey TV, you listen to your radio yeah. broadcasts, you go down to the rink if you're local, of course. Yeah, those are the games that you jump into. Broncos will be on the back end of six games in nine nights, and it's back-to-back -back against the Estevan Bruins. So you want a test? That's going to give you a test. Yeah, but the, so what I'll say quickly, quickly about yeah. this is Scott Barney, uh, the head coach and GM of the Humboldt Broncos, is a master at... Uh, using the narrative for his team's advantage. What I mean by that is, whatever the situation, he's so good at communicating to his players, you know, we're up against it. This is how I'm going to motivate you. And he is a master motivator. I think he'll use that well. I think no matter what, it's going to be a great matchup. You have no, no doubt about that. Uh, hot and cold brought to you by Precise Temperature, a cold team in the SJHL Newsy. Well, I, you know, we have to, I mean, I. It would be low-hanging fruit, unfortunately, to pick on the Melville Mater. So I'm not going to do okay, it. Okay. I'm going to go back to the Nippowin Hawks. And again, I think they'll come out of it. Doug Johnson does too good of a job. But since the showcase, if something's been stale there. I think there's going to be some moves coming in Nippowin too. But, you know, it's been rough. There's got They got more games. I wrote about this on the website, Rory. They have more games coming up at the, at the cage in Nippowin uh, in November, December. Uh, than they have also, so that's a big boost for them. But I'm going to go back with uh, the Nippowin Hawks, who are 0-6-0-2 over the last 10. Yeah, and the Weyburn Red Wings 0-4-2-0 as well. They did pick up two points, but only two in their last six games, possibly into the fold. The Melville Millionaires still trying to find their footing this year, and the Ronge Icewells would be another one that's mm -hmm. looking for that bounce-back game in order to get the ball rolling. Who's Hot, Who's Cold, brought to you by Precise Temperature. Hot players now we'll talk about as we wrap up the show, and we can announce that we'll be on the website, sjhl.ca, tomorrow. Your players of the week, it starts with MVP, Mark Rumsey. Yeah, he's been red hot. The former, uh, longtime Quebec Major Junior Hockey Leaguer, Newfoundland boy, big boy, huge shot, pro shot. Nolan Cole, their, their broadcaster in that event, keeps talking about his shot. 12 points in four games, can't get much harder than that. Well, one of his teammates is almost there, yeah. and he's your forward of the week yeah. for the Estevan Bruins. They cleaned up this week, rightfully so. Four games played through week, four wins. Olivier mm -hmm. Pouliot, 11-game point streak, seven games, sorry, seven points in the four games played this week. 
Yeah, another another former major junior player there from Quebec and uh, longest uh, point streak in the year so far. Eleven point streak, eleven game point streak. Pardon me. He's got fourteen points over that time, and he really is the the guy that stirs that line, gets the puck up the ice with great speed. So Pouliot, the forward of the week. Defenseman of the week, second time it's been claimed by a Yorkton Terrier, and now it's going to uh, the defense partner, I believe, of Tyson Jansen for a lot of the time, Tanner Sklarouk. Two points in two games, and the game-winning goal in LaBranche. Yeah, it certainly was uh, between a bunch of defensemen. Sklarouk has been a good one in this league for a while, and we really gave him credit uh, for, for being clutch uh, there against LaBranche. Goaltender of the week, another Estevan Bruins, but how can you blame him? Because he picked up three wins, Boston below mm-hmm. his 66 saves on 68 shots. He came into relief in that third game yeah. and didn't let in a goal in 24 minutes. Other two games, played the full game, only one goal allowed, picked up a shutout as well, and uh, he's been he's been exactly what the Estevan Bruins needed back there. Yeah, last six games, I believe, as we looked at the stats, he's given up five over six yeah. games. That's hard to, again, hard to do better than that. The former Moose Star Warrior, Big boy from BC, uh, you know he's again he's what talked about what Estevan needed. He's what Estevan has needed so far. And the final one, the rookie, it's going back to the Humboldt Broncos, Matthew Perkins, the 4 born rookie. Which in a year coming out of COVID, you got O two born rookies, you got O yeah. three born rookies uh, that would have had a full season last year, didn't, and under the Constitution, still a rookie. But this is an O four now that jumps out the page and rightfully earned hat trick against the Battlefords North Stars, overtime winner against uh, the Weyburn Red Wings. He leads all O four in scoring and six goals in his last four games. Yeah, you know, there's going to be a, a new hero every night, I think, in Humboldt. And th- this one, Matt Perkins, well-deserved. A lot of people liked him out of U18 and mm. still like him. Of course, the uh, got to mention your RBC community ambassador as well. Uh, doesn't have to light up the score sheet, but they have yeah. to do their part within their team and within their community. Estevan Bruins have announced their nomination. It's Dayton Deeks, which is a great nomination as well, and all the other teams have until December 1st to get theirs in. So great to catch up with some of those players and get to know who they are, and then we'll welcome them on the show as well and profile some of these yeah. players that just do an excellent job in their community. Yeah, and Deeks has been around the Estevan community for a while. I think he's a North Dakota kid, mm. but uh, yeah. Yeah, just just a, a tremendous uh, young man and all these so many around the league and great to highlight them. CAA sure. Road Report, Nugsy, as we wrap things yep. up, there's a game tomorrow, the, ba- the Kindersley Clippers at Humboldt and the Battlefords North Stars at Notre Dame. That mm-hmm. Notre Dame had the whole weekend off, but you're back in action. Two games on Wednesday as Flin Flon heads to Melfort, Melville heads to Weyburn, and then, of course, your jam-packed weekend set, which uh, I think a lot of people might have on the top of the list. We already mentioned it, Broncos and Estevan. Yeah, there's lots to like. I think we talked about the, the, the marquee matchup Broncos Estevan, of course, very interested. Notre Dame, Battlefords, and then the the Hounds go on that uh, that swing. Everybody's still wondering: Are these Hounds for real? They've been struggled the last number of years. Are they for real? You heard Elliot Dutil talk about this Notre Dame team looking for that respect. I guess is the word around the league, and you know, going on the road and doing the business would be a big uh, step forward in that. Um, very interesting to see what that happens with that. Speaking of respect, it's a matchup I'm looking a lot towards watching afterwards if I do find time. Nippowin Hawks and yeah. LaRange Ice Wolves, both a home-and-home home set. They're both slumping teams. And you're talking about respect. There might not be a lot in that game between those two clubs. Yeah, it's going to be rough. It always is, yeah. no matter what. Nippowin's lost four in a row. LaRange's lost three in a row. Proud, this could be the game yeah, in the weekend set that they need. Yeah, proud, proud communities that care about their teams a lot. And, uh, you know, both teams play in similar rinks, small rinks, where they're used to each other's rink. Should be very, very interesting. Kind of playoff style. I'm going to call it a playoff style type matchup. It's a new month. Hockey's back. Newsy, final words? So excited. Uh, baby's coming in 10 days. So <laughs> Congratulations. There you go. Thank you very much.
10 days for the baby, Maybe. and uh, that'll do it for us here on SGA Noon. Big thanks once again to Sask Energy and Alex Schweitzer. Uh, Tammy with Kids Sport, Elliot Dutille, part of me. I got tongue-tied there with the Notre Dame Hounds. It was a jam-packed show, and we'll be back next week. Have a great week on SG at Noon. Goals for Kids Sport at participating SJHL games.